Hey everybody, welcome back to the Enduring Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Miller, and today we're talking about how to hear the voice of God in our lives. And I know this is probably a very personal thing, so it's probably so different for each person. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about my personal stories or my personal experience and um, some things that have helped me to grow closer to God in order to hear him. So a lot of times you'll hear the voice of God referred to as that still small voice. And to me, that just means it's a, sometimes it can just be a feeling, like a gut feeling, or to me, it's more of a thought that I didn't think myself. And I know that's probably crazy for some of you that have not experienced that, but that's the best way I know how to explain it. It's just sometimes I'll just have a thought in my mind that is so profound and I know I didn't come up with it on my own. It just, it just came to my mind and I want to just explain a little bit about um, how, how that's happened for me and truly I believe that the times that I knew that I heard from the Lord were the times when I was really seeking him and spending a lot of time in the Bible and worshiping him, praying a lot, listening to worship music on the radio more than anything else. Um, those were the times when I really felt that I heard from the Lord. And so the first time I think I heard from the Lord was when I was about 22. I had finished college and I was in just kind of a phase of my life where I was really seeking the Lord. I was living on my own for the first time, had a real job for the first time, and was kind of isolated. I didn't really have many friends and I had moved to a new city. I was away from my family and I really, it was kind of a rock bottom a little bit for me, just emotionally where my best friend had to be Jesus because I just didn't really have anything else to cling to at that time in my life. And so I had just discovered Christian music for the first time on the radio in Atlanta. And once I started listening to it, I just had it on all the time. And I was just really desperate for the Lord to guide me in that season. And I had this overwhelming desire to go overseas as kind of a missionary type opportunity. And I just remember praying and praying and I wanted to do it so badly, but the situation in my life didn't really make sense for me to do that at the time, but I wanted to. And so I just remember praying and praying and I'll never forget, I actually had been home with my family for the weekend and was driving back to Atlanta and just praying and listening to worship music and just basically begging the Lord for some sort of direction about whether or not I should do this. And in my mind, it was a thought. It wasn't like an audible voice of God, like a booming thunder sound or anything like that. But I had this this instant, profound no. And that was it. And the only thing I can say that I knew it was from the Lord was just uh, the peace that came over me in that instant, that 
even though no wasn't the answer that I wanted, but the peace that I suddenly felt knowing that the answer was no was indescribable. I mean, it was overwhelming. It was, I just cried and I just knew it was from the Lord. It wasn't what I wanted, but it was, but what I really wanted was to be in his will. And so if his will was no, then that gave me such a huge peace. So that was the first time I'd ever truly known that God had spoken to me and it was just remarkable. But even though that was a season of my life when I was really seeking him and everything, the years that followed after that were not years that I was seeking him. And so for a long time, um, I did not hear anything from him. And so what I can say from my own experience is that when we feel further away from God, we're not going to hear him as loudly as we could if we were near him and close to him. And so um, I heard someone one time explain it as like a radio. The radio is always on, right? There's always radio waves in the air. But if you don't have your radio turned on, then you can't hear it. So the first step is turning on the radio, (laughs) like opening yourself, make yourself available to hear from the Lord. But then the second part of that is tuning into the right station. Otherwise, you're just going to hear the fuzz and just the static that you hear when you can't tune into the right station. So we have to choose to turn down the volume of everything else around us and turn up the volume of God. That's the only way we're going to be able to hear that still small voice of the Lord. And then, you know, the example of this to me is in First Kings chapter 19 verses 11 and 12, where God told Elijah to go stand on the mountain and that he would find him there, that he would find the Lord on the mountain. There was this big wind that came and Elisha didn't hear anything from the Lord. The Lord wasn't there. And then there was a big earthquake. Then everything shook and he didn't find the Lord in that either. And then there was a huge fire and he didn't hear the Lord there either. But then there was a gentle whisper and that's where the Lord was. So I think sometimes we look for these signs and, you know, like we want this thunderous, loud, booming answer from the Lord. And what he tells us in 1 Kings is that, that's all well and good. And, you know, Moses saw a burning bush and whatever, but he's going to talk to us in a gentle whisper. And if we aren't tuned in and available and listening for that gentle whisper, then it's going to get overshadowed by all the other noise that's around us. So he's just like that radio wave. He's always talking. He's always there. He's always available. He's always willing to speak to us, but we have to make ourselves available and get closer to him. And so just like Matthew 7 said, you know, seek him and you'll find him. So as we position ourselves closer and closer to him, that's where we create this stillness, that quiet place where we can hear that gentle whisper. Some of you may be asking, how do you do that? It seems impossible with the crazy world that we live in. So I'm going to read a scripture from James chapter four, 
And that's going to be sort of the basis for where I am going to give you four steps that I think are necessary and important in order to hear from the Lord. So James 4, um, verses 7 through 10, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So some of that sounds pretty, you know, dark, but I'm going to explain how I took that scripture and came up with these four steps to move closer to God and seek him and find him. So the first one is submit to him, where it says submit yourselves to God. So to me, that means you have to, you have to believe, first of all, that he still talks to people. You have to believe that deep down in your heart, that you know that he is willing to speak to you and that he still speaks to his children, that he loves you and he wants to guide you and lead you and direct you. You you have to believe that he is who he says he is, that he is who the Bible says he is. And the only way you're going to know what the Bible says about him and his character is to read the Bible. So the more time you spend reading his word, the more you're going to know him better. And the more you study it and just, you know, try to really understand the context and not just read it to read it like you're reading a textbook, you know, you're reading it to understand who he is and his character and why he says the things he says and why a particular verse is in the Bible and the context around it to understand the meaning behind it. That helps so much to be able to view the world around you from a godly perspective and to, you know, see things happening and, and think about it from what the Bible says instead of being overwhelmed by the world around you and then using that to understand the Bible because it just doesn't work that way, right? The, the things going on around us in this world today do not fit. <laughs> um, you, you just can't use that. You can't use what's going on around here to understand the word. You understand the word first so that you can understand the world. So just, just taking that on and submitting to the word of God, submitting to his power and his authority, just surrendering your life to him and knowing that you have zero control over anything. And I know that's really hard and that's really hard for me. I still struggle with it. Trust me, I struggle big time with just turning everything over to him and trusting that his ways are better, that his thoughts are better, that he has good plans for me and he's working all things for my good and he is in complete control of everything. And so I don't have to worry. I can trust him. But these are the things that I have to say to myself, you know, to remind myself that he is the almighty God and I am submitting myself to him, surrendering to his power. And then number two is resist the devil. And so in James, it said, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, come near to him and he will come near to you is what it says. And so for me, this means Get your priorities straight, first of all. And in the last episode, I mentioned 
um, about Haggai and how Haggai said, get your priorities straight. And that's just so important to, to move closer to God. The one key thing to move closer to him is to push Satan away and to push all the worldly things away from us so we can make room to move closer to God. So one thing that we can do is just read Ephesians 6, pray that over ourselves and put on the full armor of God. But one thing that's super important that no kidding changed my life was evaluating all of the inputs, like what's coming into my mind and that sights, sounds, anything, friends, people, whatever. What are you allowing into your heart? What are you allowing into your mind? Like really think about that. Sit down and and write it all out. And that's something that, that I actually did was just go through the day and write out everything that you're doing, everything that you're watching, listening to, whatever, and really think about what effects those things are having on your mind and your heart. You know, is there something in any of that where you're making more room for the devil or getting closer to the devil than you are getting closer to the Lord? And in our world that we live in, that is a really tricky one, right? Because there are so many things that seem so innocent that we get involved in. And trust me, I am not... (laughs) I am not immune to all of the influences in the world, I promise. Um, and I don't always listen to Christian music. I don't always read the Bible, you know, but I'm I'm just telling you from my own experience, the times when I do eliminate the sleazy TV shows or the trashy music on the radio or, you know, whatever it is, that I know is not bringing me closer to the Lord, even though I like it and sometimes it's fun, when I eliminate those things and replace them with godly things, then I feel myself getting closer to the Lord and I make myself more available to hear Him louder than anything else and louder than the devil. And this is just part of you know, it's, it's biblical, it's scripture. He tells us, submit to him, resist the devil. These are ways that he's going to be able to draw near to us as we draw near to him. Um, another thing to resist the devil is to confront your doubts. You know, the devil wants you to be confused and wants you to doubt God's power. He wants you to doubt that you can hear from God. And you just have to confront that. It's okay to doubt. It's okay to question but don't stay there. So seek him for the answers to those questions or seek godly counsel, seek Christian friends or um, a pastor or somebody that can help you with those doubts or, or fears or whatever it is that is holding you back from making yourself more available to hear from him. Okay, so then the third one is repent. So in James where it says, Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. So to me, that means turn away from your sin. Turn away from the things that you know are keeping you from being closer to him. 
and repent. And repent just means turn the other way. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, scorned for life or that you're, you know, giving up anything. It just means just, you're just going to turn towards him. You're turning away from whatever it is that's, that's holding you back from him. And you're turning towards him. You're positioning yourself to be able to see him better, to hear him more closely and just feel his love and the power that he has in your life. And there's a Bible verse or two that helped me with this. And I, I love going back to this Bible verse anytime that I do feel like I'm trying to repent or I need to repent and turn towards the Lord. And it's Psalm 139 verse 23 and 24. And it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And to me, that's just a simple prayer that we can pray to just ask God, you know, to just show me what I need to fix. Because, you know, when I say repent from your sins and in the verse where it says, wash your hands and all that, you know, what does that mean? Sometimes we don't even really realize the sins that we're committing, right? Because the world today, the world that we live in normalizes sin. And we don't really even realize what we could be doing that's offensive to God or that could be keeping us from being close to him. And so that verse, Psalm Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, just write it down on on a note card or something, keep it close, memorize it, whatever. And Anytime you want to feel closer to God, that's just a quick prayer that you can pray. And you know what? He will show you. He will show you. And for me, that means conviction. And there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. That's really important for us to know as Christians. That when you ask God, show me what I'm doing. Help me to clean up myself, you know, and get closer to you. And let's say you suddenly start feeling um, kind of icky about something. Maybe it's something you're watching or a particular relationship that you have or, um, you know, maybe it's the words that are coming out of your own mouth. Whatever it is that you start feeling like, ugh, I probably shouldn't have said that or, you know, just whatever it is. Whatever those thoughts are that you start having that feel like conviction that's probably the Holy Spirit guiding you. That's the Lord just nudging you with that gentle whisper. Hey, let's clean that up. Let's turn away from that. Let's, you know, turn that off and come to me. And, but just to be clear, con- condemnation is from the devil. The Lord will not condemn you. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But the devil, on the other hand, wants you to feel shame. He wants you to feel unworthy. And so be careful in those moments that where you feel that conviction that you don't let the devil in and say, see, you're dirty, you're bad, you're a horrible person, you're a bad friend, you know, you're just a piece of trash, you know, whatever, whatever it is. He will absolutely do whatever he can to condemn you and make you feel unworthy, but just know that is not from the Lord. God will not condemn you. He will convict you. 
He will give you that uneasy feeling about something to help steer you the right direction. But in order to resist the devil and wash our hands of our sins, we have to be able to recognize the difference between the condemnation of the devil and the conviction from the Holy Spirit. So be careful there and just know that when you start to have those feelings, you know, you can recognize that this is the Holy Spirit guiding you and leading you. And so make a decision. And that's where, you know, you have to choose. You have to choose. Are you going to listen to the Holy Spirit conviction or are you going to continue doing that? But if you want to get closer and you want to draw near to the Lord, you have to submit to him, resist the devil, but then repent, turn towards him, turn away from your sin, turn away from the things that you're doing that you're feeling conviction about and turn towards him. Just repent, turn the other way, go towards him and away from your sin. And then the fourth thing, the last thing is humble yourselves. And in James, it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And this one is so important because if you want to draw near to God and you want to hear from him and hear his voice, hear his guidance and direction, you have to understand that number one, you are not God. (laughs) You are his child. And so you need to humble yourself before him, submit to him, which is what we talked about um, as number one, but humble yourself in knowing that you need more of him in your life than you need of you. You need to hear him more than you need your own thoughts in your mind. We all need more of him. We all have to humble ourselves because as humans and because of the fall, we have a tendency to want to have more power or want to know things or want more power and control, but we just have to decide and choose that we're going to depend on him daily more than we're going to depend on ourselves. And this dependence, this humbling has to happen at least daily, but usually if we're if we are working towards drawing near to him, then we do get those little convictions throughout the day where we're not submitted and we're not humble. And, you know, pride is sneaky. I've said it before in another episode, but, but pride will sneak up on you and you don't even realize how prideful you are. And that's just dangerous. It's very dangerous. And in order to really hear from the Lord, then we have to get out of our own way. We have to release that pride and control and it all ties together, right? The, the humbling yourself ties together with submitting to him and resisting the devil turning away from your sin, it all, it all helps you to humble yourself and to um, just get out of your own way and let God do his thing. So I'm just going to recap real quick the four steps to help us grow closer to God, to draw near to him so that we can hear his voice are number one, submit to him. Number two, resist the devil. Number three, repent and turn away from our sins and turn towards him. And then number four, humble ourselves. So these are the things that have worked for me. And I know that when I am doing these things and surrendering myself and turning towards him and really eliminating the noise around me from the world, that's when I am making myself available 
to draw nearer to him. And I'm, I'm creating a path. I'm getting everything else out of the way and creating a path where I can draw near to him because he's always near to me. He's always with us. He's always wanting you to, to, to turn towards him so that you can hear him better. And so these are just ways that have worked for me. And I hope that you will try them out and that you will begin to hear the Lord more speaking to you and guiding you and giving you direction. That's it for today. Thank you guys so much. And if you like today's episode, please comment, share. Um, if you know somebody who is struggling with how to hear the Lord, I hope that you will share this with them as well. 